y'all what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never out of bounds this is a place we can say what you want as long as you got them facts today or tonight rather i will be going over the first round of the nfl playoffs of course wild card round and uh we're gonna bring well i'm gonna be breaking down all the scores you know just kind of how i felt about each game we're gonna go into kind of you know my predictions and how they came out or my reviews of each game and then we're gonna uh, get into some news as well and then also some uh, at least one trade rumor that i'm hearing about that's uh that's getting on my fucking nerves every time i hear about it and it better not come to fruition but let's get into it let's talk about the wild card round of course uh First things first, let's start off with the first game on Saturday. The Raiders took that L to the Bengals, 19-26 to was the final score. In that game, uh, Derek Carr didn't look overly impressive. Uh, he would go 29-54, 310 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would throw two picks. And just, uh, all in general, the offense didn't seem to be that great. Uh, but we, we made some drives. We got down the field, but we weren't able to convert anything into some real solid points. Uh, Daniel Carlson will go 5-5 five five on this field goal, so without him, we pretty much wouldn't have anything. Um, I think we only scored maybe one offense. Yeah, one offensive touchdown, that was it. So, uh, not the way you want to go out in the playoffs. Again, we played solid uh, defensively. Matt Crosby was able to get a sack, uh, but again, just nothing. I mean, a lot of penalties as well. I think for the Raiders, a few penalties as well. Uh, I know calls didn't go the right way. Uh, but again, when you're not playing, you know, well, again, the, the Raiders are a developing team. Again, they're going to be in some news in just a little bit. So this one is, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs put up 82 yards. I think he should at least had 100 and a tug. I mean, that would have probably made a difference for us. You know, uh, Clive, uh, sorry, Darren Waller, of course, was active doing his thing. Seven uh, receptions, 76 yards. They kept him out of the end zone as well, though. Uh, Zay Jones was the only receiver to score. Uh, so, again, I, again, we should have been able to put more points on the board. And when you're not able to execute like that, it comes down to those, when it comes down to those plays and you don't get, you know, the call, it, it, all, it, it fucks you up. And just like with the, you know, I remember back, we even, and if we took it all the way back to, you know, 2001, when we supposedly got robbed by Brady, right? I mean, again, the play itself was going to be controversial, but I mean, we could have, you know, maybe made a couple plays uh, down the stretch. Maybe we could have made a touchdown or two. Uh, relying on field goals, I mean, you know, it's, it's not, it just doesn't get it done. And unfortunately, we had to find out the hard way. Now, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, of course, did his thing. 24-34, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Really good game from him. I can't really take anything away from what the Bengals did. Uh, the game was pretty co close, uh, regardless from the, you know, at least from the Raiders' perspective. Uh, but again, Joe Burrow looked good uh, for his first playoff appearance. Joe Mixon would have 48 yards on the ground. CJ Uzoma uh, will get six receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase would pretty much uh, put his name out there. Nine receptions, 116 yards. If you hadn't heard his name, now you do. And Tyler Boyd would come through with a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, defensively for uh, the Bengals, Jermaine Pratt would get nine total tackles and an interception. Uh, Sam Hubbard, B.J. Hill, T. Uh, sorry, Trey Henderson would all get sacks, and that's another, uh, you know, 
that's another you know thing about the what the Bengals did. They were able to get to, uh, they were able to pressure Derek Carr, uh, put him in some tough situations. And you know when he, when you know when Derek Carr gets like that, he's he's a little bit erratic. Uh, you know, like I said, a few, a few more takeaways from this game: the Bengals' first four total, uh, total turnovers. You know, two fumbles as well. You know, just a pretty decent game from the Bengals. I mean, again, uh, the uh, the Raiders made some mistakes. Again, you can see there with the four turnovers. But, you know, for what it's worth, only one touchdown. We only lost by seven. So, for all that, you know, we did outgain Cincinnati for one. We also had more first downs. Uh, again, so you we're making these drives. You know, we're having, you know, some success offensively. You got to be able to close everything out, uh, particularly when we're in the playoffs. That's that's the whole point. And if you can't do it in the playoffs, and you know, of course, you got to go home. And uh, fortunately for the Raiders, they got to go take their asses back home. So I don't know what the future holds. Again, uh, we have some news to discuss with them in a little bit. Uh, there is a rumor regarding them in just a little bit we have to get into. So. Uh, really, who knows uh, what's up in the future with this team? We still got to figure out who our head coach is. Uh, you know, there's a couple things I've already mentioned that we might already need offensively. So, uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, the Bills they get a blowout win over the Patriots, 47 to 17. I'm not actually uh, surprised by this one. I like seeing blowouts every now and again. If I haven't told you yet, uh, something that I like to see, I just like to see just one team just dominate another. If they're that good, if you're that good, show us. And uh, the the Bills definitely did it uh, in this first round matchup. Uh, in this one, uh, Mac Jones in his first playoff start will go 24-38, 232 yards. He would throw two touchdowns, but he would also throw two interceptions. Kendrick Bourne would help out offensively with seven receptions, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. We also got Devin McCourty in the mix defensively with eight total tackles. And uh, just overall sloppy game for the Patriots. I don't know what their penalties were like, but again, uh, multiple turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, outside of the interceptions. I think they gave up a few sacks as well. And uh, just just a bad game. I've never seen a, a, a Bill Belichick coach team go out like this, but um, it's a first for everything, right? Moving on to the Bills, Josh, Josh Allen will go 21 of 25 for 308 yards. He also will throw five touchdowns. Uh, Devin Singletary would would have a decent game on the ground, 81 yards and also two touchdowns. Doxon Knotts would show up in that receiving game. Five receptions from him, 89 yards, and a touchdown. I believe he was the Bills' leading receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabriel Davis and also Emmanuel Sanders, as well as offensive tackle Tommy Doyle, will get receiving touchdowns. When you know the offensive tackle is catching touchdown passes, your defense sucks at this moment. Uh, Levi Wallace, Micah Hyde. Uh, we'll get some interceptions, and Carlos Basham, Star Lutulele, and also Jerry Hughes will come up with some sacks for Buffalo. Um, it looks like the sky's the limit for Buffalo. I know with this performance, I mean, they're looking like a, a favorite to, to get there. Um, we will talk about those uh, those uh, next round matchups, those divisional round matchups in just a second. And, of course, later on in the week, we will, you know, get you know delve even deeper into them uh but with that win i mean of course it was the most uh complete win of that weekend i think a lot of people are probably looking to uh put them ahead of the pack right now uh but that 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 uh matchup next week that they have i think is going to be very interesting and you know this team did look good offensively 
Well, yeah, he really did look good offensively. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to talk some more about that matchup a little bit later. But um, moving on, uh, we move on to Sunday. We have the Buccaneers beating the shit out of the Eagles, thirty-one to fifteen. Of course, everybody you know uh, wanted to complain about you know ticky, t- uh, you know foul, uh, you know penalties that were called and weren't called. You know, everybody made a hubbub of that. Of course, uh, I forgot to mention that the officiating crew that worked the Raiders and the uh, Bengals game uh, pretty much will not be around for the rest of the playoffs. So, I mean, of course, there's some complaining. And, of course, in this game, it was no different. You have the Eagles. Uh, they getting, you know, they got some, I don't know what their complaint is, per se. They say it was a rough in the passer call. And from my eyes, I mean, the ball was already out of Brady's hands. Dude hit him. I mean, maybe he couldn't stop his momentum. Maybe. I mean, uh, but it looked like the ball was kind of well out of his hands. Um, my opinion. It looked a little bit late to me. Um, I don't know what the complaint is about that one. Uh, but, again, everybody mad about that. All the Eagles. I mean, but the Eagles didn't do shit the entire game. Like, I mean, um I mean, Jalen Hurts, 23-43, 258 yards, two picks. I mean, he would throw a touchdown. Uh, but, again, I mean, it, it's his passing uh, ability has to has to come together in the next year. Uh, because, again, if he's – I mean, again, I mean, if we're going to – if he wants to be, you know, or he wants to lead a team that's going into the playoffs multiple years or, you know, of course, consistently – this ain't the way you do it. And, uh, you know, of course, I know you don't want to make it to the first round and, and, and put up these type of numbers. So, again, I mean, throughout the board, you know, offensively, Philly looked like trash. And um, there's, you know, again, one one bad call is not going to change that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're going to have to do more. Uh, Jalen Rager made a bad play. Y'all want to throw him under the bus. You know, but your quarterback – through two picks why are you not mad at him too like come on keep it consistent don't talk about let's let's you know cut Jalen Rager and let's be mad at him why not cut Jalen Hurts too he sucks I mean that, to me I'm just being honest with y'all Philly can say what they want they could you can try to sugarcoat it he's not a good he's not that great of a quarterback he's not a starting caliber quarterback we can say what we want we can try to blame the, the refs call we can try to blame Rager and we can blame whatever this dude ain't that great. Just going to keep it real with y'all. Um, outside of, you know, what Jalen Hurts was able to do, uh, Boston Scott was able to get a rushing touchdown. Kendrick Gainwell was able to catch that one Jalen Hurts touchdown pass. And defensively, Alex Singleton uh, was able to get 16 tackles and a sack. I mean, defensively, all year long, I think that team was solid. And I think there's some things that this that team could have done. We talked about them being able to run the ball. But obviously... They didn't do shit. So, it is what it is. Uh, for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady would go 29 of 37, 271 yards through the air, two touchdowns. On the ground, Keyshawn Vaughn would lead the way with 53 rushing yards and a touchdown. Giovanni Bernard would get himself a rushing touchdown as well. Um, in terms of receiving, Mike Evans would lead the way in that department. Nine receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. Gronk will get himself a touchdown, uh, catch himself a touchdown pass as well. And defensively, Mike Edwards will get nine total tackles and an interception. Antoine Winfield and nose tackle Steve McClendon will both come up with sacks. Again, 
um, from top to bottom. I mean, I'm not going to say it was a dominating performance from the Buccaneers. Um, but again, I mean, they definitely looked like the better team, better quarterback. I mean, for the most part, you know, equal to, to better rushing attack. Uh, again, they got more solid receivers and defensively you see what go, you see what we got going on here. You know, we got to mix up the safety, getting two safeties, getting involved defensively, making some highlight plays. Of course, we got some action here with the nose tackle on the defensive line. So all three levels for defense for the Buccaneers were firing. Uh, all three levels of offense pretty much for the Buccaneers were, fire, were firing on all cylinders. And the Eagles really had no answer. Um, I'm not going to take away anything from Nick Sirianni as a coach just yet because, again, he's taking the team to the playoffs. I think that deserves some type of respect. Um, even what Basaccia did with the Raiders deserves tons of respect, particularly with what, you know, uh, what that team had go had to go through throughout the season, but again, losses are losses, and this one is pretty ugly. Uh, where you can you can somewhat find some silver clouds with the Raiders did. Again, we kept it relatively close. We looked competent for the most part. Um, and this one, the Eagles just didn't look competent at all, and they looked to have a whole lot of deficiencies. And you know, looking at the quarterback play, um, it it's easy to see where a lot of this starts, at least offensively. I think defensive defensively, um, I think this team is solid. At least uh, it didn't show up in this game per se, just because I think the Buccaneers were just a better team, and it just wasn't going to show up. Period. Uh, but I think this team uh, defensively has a shot to kind of improve. Um, I think you can make a couple, uh, make a couple of additions, maybe to their pass rush, uh, maybe even to their secondary. Uh, you know, you might have a different squad next year, but quarterback play, mm-mm. and I really don't buy the running backs. Um, you know, it's some, it's something about what they got going on. It, 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 they try to sell it to, they try to sell this bill of goods to us um, earlier in the year about this team, or kind of here and there about this team, but I'm not buying it. Particularly, not even so much the team as a whole, but particularly quarterback. I, I, I can't get behind this dude. <laughs> this is not Alabama. This is not Oklahoma. I'm sorry. This is a whole different level. So, sorry, fam. Um, nah, not this dude. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna be the one to get it done in Philly. Just gonna be honest with you. Uh, moving on, we got the Cowboys. Uh, this is the most surprising result of the weekend for me. Uh, I, I mean, the funny thing is, like, I got partners and friends from both of these sides. And uh, either way, you know, particularly with my Raiders losing, I was going to have a, a chance to poke fun at somebody, regardless of who won or whatever, you know, regardless of results. Because uh, that's just what I was going to do anyways. And I just feel like both of these fan, fan bases, oh, I just love picking fun at those fans because they're just so funny when they lose. Oh, imagine the 90s would have lost. Oh, man, motherfuckers would have been quiet. Oh, motherfuckers would have been quiet online, all that shit. You know, it just happened to be in Dallas, so it's all epic. Motherfuckers is all sad, crying. Oh, I thought that shit was hilarious. But it was surprising, though, because, on, I mean, but again, it, games ain't played on paper. Games ain't played on Madden, per se. Uh, you know, this is real life. So... Uh, what we had mentioned on paper <laughs> didn't really matter last week. Of course, I, I talked about Dallas being a, a top uh, 15 or t- almost a top 10 team in both offense and defense. And um, it really didn't, sh- I mean, yeah, it really didn't show up. N- none of that showed up necessarily. I mean, again, they had some solid de- uh, moments uh, defensively. Uh, but again, um, well, let's break down the, the box score real quick. Dak Prescott will go 23 of 43, 254 yards. He would throw a touchdown. He would throw an interception. He would also run for a touchdown. He's, I mean, for somebody who they label as one of the most accurate passers in NFL history, 
he certainly wasn't accurate in a game like this. Just um, all over the place, really. And, um, you know, <sighs> I'm not... I'm not too sure what to say. I mean, was Dallas not that good of a team? Are the Niners a better team than we thought? I definitely think it might be somewhere in between, you know, um, because Jimmy G didn't do all that great either. 16 to 25, 172 yards. He would throw a pick, you know, um, in terms of, I tell you what one of the differences was, uh, definitely with the Niners, they had a, a running game going. Eli Mitchell would have eighty sorry, ninety-six yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh Debo Samuel did his thing in that department as well. Seventy-two rushing yards from him. He'd also get a touchdown. I think he was able also able to catch a couple passes on top of that. So, you know, I think the biggest difference for the Niners was them being able to run the ball again. I mean, I've I've brought this up multiple times. I mean Maybe Zeke has fallen off a little bit. Because I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I know this, I, I know this is my thing. I know I probably t say this type of shit all the time. Um, but I truly think to, in my opinion, to really be a dynasty or to be, even win a championship, one go round or however it's done, that team for that moment in time, you know, that course of, you know, I guess it's going to be 17 games uh, at this point, And also you count uh, the games in the playoffs, you know, these teams are going to have to be on point, you know, in all facets. So, you know, you're going to have to have a solid quarterback, whether he's a game manager or somebody who can actually make deep plays with his arm. That's something that y'all got to figure out through, you know, just through y'all coaching and whatever. Uh, but you got to be able to th make plays, you know, with a quarterback's arm. You got to be able to sustain drives by running the ball. I, 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 The fact that people, I mean, the fact that, you know, we've had this surge into the passing, you know, stage of this, this, you know, NFL where we're always passing the ball, where, you know, even with basketball, we're shooting the three. But I have to, that's a different topic per se. But again, it's just this fascination with one aspect of the game. That's not how these championships are won. On on the surface, we could talk about you know, you know, if we even we talk about some of the best teams of all time, we look at you know the greatest show on turf, you know, um, the two thousand one or two thousand Rams that beat the uh, Titans in the Super Bowl. Great offense. You had you know a Hall of Fame quarterback. They just made a movie about him, Kirk Warner. You had a couple All Pro wide receivers, Torrey Holt. Uh, you got a, you know, all-star running back with Marshall Falk, right? But, and guess how, but guess how they won, but we all know how they won the Super Bowl, right? You ain't got to say guess how. We know how, right? A lot of, you know, if you didn't watch it, you know anything about football. Mike Jones, you know, relatively, he's a journey, well, he's a journey, well, he was a journeyman uh, linebacker at the time. That's not to put him down because as, far, I mean, because in reality, you know, Really, what people say about you and how they they think about you and how they remember you—that's what matters. Not so much, you know, your stats and all that. A lot of cases, and be real with you, but because if you ask anybody who he's played for, his coaches, they'll tell you he's a pro he's a great mind, he's a great person to have in your locker room, and they'll tell you all these these great things about him, despite him not having these great stats. But anyways, the point being was, 
when it came down to it, you know, the Rams did all they did, they did all they could offensively. They made all the points they could have. When it came down to it, they had to make a play defensively to win the game. Think about uh, for the Titans, the team that they beat in that round beforehand. Uh, well, actually, in that wild card game, I believe beforehand when they played the Bills, that came down to a last second play uh, via special teams. Okay, so there's this strange fascination, and I'll get even more into it with the Rams Cardinals matchup because there's a strange fascination of just saying, "Oh man, just just glorifying quarterbacks, just making sure the passing, you know." aspects of the game have so much freedom to flourish and we brag about it with the media but at the end of the day you know the Niners won this game because they ran the ball okay we look at you know what the Buccaneers did yeah Tom Brady played a decent game 271 yards through the air two touchdowns but guess what they scored twice on the ground so if you can't score through the air if you can't score on the ground as well. If you can't come up with maybe one or two touchdowns on special teams or defensively, then you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Okay? That's what it is. So, really, I mean, again, I'm thinking to myself, Zeke done fell off. And that's their Achilles heel right here. Now, don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott himself did a great, had a decent game, two hundred over two hundred fifty yards in the air. But there's no balance. There's no, there's no other way that they found. A, there's no, there was no other way they could, they could find a way to score. Anthony Brown gets an interception. That's good, but you couldn't get a hundred a hundred yard game from Zeke. A touchdown, two tutties, maybe. Where's Tony Pollard? Y'all got you know you let you get you little ride receiver get seventy two rushing yards on y'all, and a TD and no response from their running game. Come on, you can't just throw the ball. This whole fascination with I mean, oh my God. Let's look at a couple take uh, takeaways from the game. Only seventy seven total rushing yards for Dallas, thirty one from Zeke. That's not gonna. That's not gonna get you there, Dallas. Don't y'all know better? Y'all got all the receivers, but y'all want to ride with Zeke. Thirty-one yards. Thirty-one yards. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Niners don't have a good defense. They have a really solid defense. They have a, a solid pass rush defense. Now, mind you, because that's where the, the league is at and everybody wants to stop the quarterback, you know. They want to invest so heavily on, you know, edge rushers. Okay, right. So you have a, uh, I think it's Nick on this team. Is it Nick or Joey? God damn it. I, Joey, <laughs> I get confused with the motherfuckers too. But <laughs> um, one of the Bosa brothers, <laughs> forgive me, y'all. I know my Niner fans going to tell me, it's Joey or it's whatever you gonna tell me, whatever. Um, he played a good game, mind you. Um, he was a factor, definitely. Uh, that's probably one of their factors for the Niners. Uh, that that defensive line came to play, but back to this Dallas offense and their just lack of consistency and and balance and why it's wrong. <laughs> that's what's wrong with this league right now. Um, just nothing else, you know, and, and you put it on that. 
So what happens is there's this thing when Dak, I mean, so when they're winning, you know, and Dak, Dak looks good while they win, it's like, yeah, you know, Dallas. And because again, this is quarterback friendly. We want to boost up the quarterback. He's the god of the league and blah, blah, blah. Let's suck him up, right? You know, and what happens is we lose, we lose sight of what else goes on with football. And again, I looked at all the teams that were successful with the exception of Cincinnati and uh, maybe the Rams. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the Rams. Uh, everybody, uh, with the all these successful teams that got wins, with the exception of the Rams, and like I said, um, maybe, mm, what's the other squad here? I know the Rams looked pretty solid without their running game. And um, I might have just said that other team right now. But it was another team that looked solid without necessarily having to run the ball. But for the most part, every team that was successful. Oh, and the Bengals. Because uh, Joe Mixon Joe Mixon was pretty much non a non-factor. But every team that won had a pretty decent running attack. That shows you something, y'all. You got. You can't just throw the ball no more. You can't just rely. Don't get me wrong. I think Dak is a great quarterback. I think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he was worth every penny that the, the Dallas Cowboys decided to pay him. But with that being said, you got to make sure you're keeping the other, at least keeping those other parts of the offense fresh. Meaning you might need to bring in another running back or two. Maybe you could have put in another running back. Uh, I, I can't remember the other. Uh, there's a couple guys that they had that they could have played, you know, just to kind of see what they can do, just kind of get their treads going. Because you got to be able to, to move the ball in a different way. They're going to get they, they get so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Dallas, they're going to do what they weigh. They went 5-14 on third down. So they couldn't, you know, they couldn't sustain drives. That's an issue. You know why? Because you can't run the ball. The point is you gotta you gotta gain yards every play, just about. Now again, you I mean you're gonna have plays that just don't work. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have an incompletion. You're gonna have a running play that you know ends up in a loss of yards. It happens. Boom, what it is. But the fact of the matter is you gotta be able to make those plays. Throwing the ball, you gotta make those plays running the ball, offensively of course. You got to be able to, and defensively, you got to be able to rush the quarterback and stop the run. You can't just be pass, you know, you know, pass rush heavy because what's going to happen? A team with a solid running back or a solid tandem or group of running backs is gonna is gonna is gonna work you to death. It happens. I see it happen in college football all the time because you know they use their their backs all the time. You have multiple backs in almost every team in college football. You know. Um, Dallas would also give up five sacks. Another big issue. Uh, a lot of teams that struggled. Another that's another pattern that I did see. A lot of teams that I saw struggle and lose. Of course, inevitably, had trouble off offensive line wise, uh, protecting their quarterback. Again, you know, helping out with the running game, obviously. And um, for Dallas, like I said, they gave up five sacks. And again, that was another factor as well because overall. Dak's numbers didn't look that bad, but when you add the fact that he was pressured, being pressured sometimes might, you know, again, you know, being hit affects, you know, your ability to throw. Having somebody, you know, right there about to hit you, that stress is going to affect that throw. All that goes into that. So if you don't have a, a, a solid enough offense to be able to run the ball and to get a defense tired out to not keep them constantly coming out your quarterback, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, um, 
Dallas also played sloppy. They had five total turnovers. That's not a that's not that's not conducive to success. Not conducive at all. I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know how you wake up in the morning and you decide to turn over the ball five times to the Niners. And the question is, you know, did, did Dallas just overlook this team or did we overlook the Niners as well? Like, you know, I you know, I I I was surprised, definitely. I definitely saw this I I personally saw this game, you know, having more points being scored. Uh, but again, Jimmy G didn't really, uh, you know, didn't really arise to the occasion on his end. Um, in terms of the, the Cowboys, their running game didn't show up. So I was expecting a lot more points, to be honest with you. I still saw Dallas winning in the end. But to go out like this, mm, only 4.4 yards a play. Mm, 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 mm. How, do you, how did they expect to to sustain any type of momentum throughout the game. It's beyond me, y'all. Hmm. Ugly loss. They had y'all all over the country, all on the internet. Y'all, we can still look y'all up. Sad, crying, with your girlfriend. Yeah, they making memes about y'all. I mean, coming from a Raider fan, I know everybody going to say, well, y'all lost too. Okay, well, I'm going to be critical of everybody. I was just critical about my team, so don't start. Shit, we got too many issues. So don't start with me. I already done said it. So I get to talk about everybody. I'm supposed to talk about everybody. I'm an analyst. I got to. So don't, don't be all butthurt because I done said something about your team. <laughs> he said Dallas. Again, I got a lot more respect for, for Dallas and San Francisco than I do for like Cleveland or like um who what other team do I think is just trash I ain't got no love for like that um <laughs> I'm, I know how I said it sounded cold actually ain't too many teams that I don't dislike like that you know I got my, my my teams that I like of course but outside of just being naturally not a Niner fan and just you know of course hating the Chiefs cause the AFC West and shit and the Chargers hey I mean Anybody who knows me knows I came into it as a Broncos fan, and I eventually slid into the Raiders. Don't know, don't ask me. I if you know me, you know, you know how that how that happened. Anyway, let's move on. We got some more action to go through. The last game Sunday we had against, uh, was against the Chiefs and the Steelers. Of course, the Chiefs got the better of the, the Steelers in this one, forty-two to twenty-one. This one I wasn't surprised about. Big Ben, you know, this is his last game. He looked like it was his last game. You know, not necessarily so much terrible, but just, you know, just like one of them games. Like, he's he's in it trying to win, but I felt like at some point where he kind of, it just kind of set in for this whole team. Um, he would go 29-44, 215 yards. He would throw two touchdown passes. He didn't really have a bad game. Uh, he didn't throw a pick or nothing. Uh, James Washington and Deontay Johnson both would catch those passes, although Deontay Johnson... Um, he could have had another one, and just I, before I move on from the, the Steelers right now, he had just the biggest fall off this season that I've ever seen. It just has not been a factor. Just ugh. and and James Washington, where the hell has he been anyway for the Steelers? I ain't seen him all season. T.J. Watt will come up with a sack as well, but of course it wasn't enough. You know, Patrick Mahomes, you, what can you do with this man? 30 or 39, 404 yards. He would have five touchdowns. He would throw a pick, but I mean, shit. <sighs> the game was well in hand. Jared McKinnon, 61 yards on the ground. Again, 
running backs being effective on their squad. Six receptions as well. Dual threat. See again. Did, did Zeke do that? No. So my Raider fans, did Josh Jacobs do any of that? No. So I'm talking about he's a great running back. He's good, maybe. Average at best. I'm not buying into Josh Jacobs. This is a solid performance from a running back. And he also had a receiving touchdown, that being Jared McKinney. I'm not saying he's an all-star or nothing like that, but that's what you want from a running back in a playoff game. That's all I'm saying. I know 82 yards and no touchdowns. Oh, but if that's our number one back, nah, he a number two. If he's if I was GM, he'd be my number two. I'll just go ahead and draft me one and bring in another back. Uh-uh. I don't trust. I don't. We'll talk more about Mayock in a second. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Travis Kelsey will get five receptions, 108 yards, and a, t- and a touchdown. Brian Pringle will get two receiving touchdowns. Jarius Sneed will get eight total tackles and a t- uh, sorry, eight total tackles. And defensive tackle Treshawn Wharton will come up with a sack as well. Um, this one pretty much went how I said it would go. Um, Travis Kelsey did his thing. I don't know. I can't remember Tyree's stat, Tyreek Hill's stats. I think he might have scored. I didn't put it down here. Uh, by uh, Brian Pringle, I did mention mention him in the preview again about their you know their auxiliary receivers. You know other people outside of Kelsey, um, Kelsey and Hill to step up. He definitely stepped up. He had two reception, two receiving touchdowns. And Mahomes, of course, I mean one of the best best young quarterbacks in a in I would say a very long time. Um, if he makes a Super Bowl run out of this, you gotta crown. I mean, I'm not saying you gotta crown this man, but I'm 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 ready to give him some flowers, bro. That's is that the term y'all youngins use when you gotta give him the the veneration? I'll just say veneration. I'm a I'm a old school kid. I'm a old school dude. Okay, I'm 31. I don't know all this these other these other new phrases. Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna give him some veneration. If he can get another Super Bowl in this and with this these teams out here, I mean particularly, you know, in this next round, yeah, I got a I got a lot of respect for this dude. Um really good showing from him. Uh but let's move on to the final game of the wild card uh the wild card round. Uh we got the Rams blowing out the Cardinals thirty four to eleven. This one I was on the fence about. I really didn't couldn't make heads or tails of this game because both teams played very, uh, very inconsistent throughout the latter parts of the season leading up to this game. So, um, I, and I believe both teams came into this game with it with a loss. So it was hard for me to kind of say, mm, "Let me go with the Rams." Nah, let me go with the. I just didn't know. So um, I came in this one just kind of waiting to kind of see this one play out. And uh, again. For what it's worth, a 34-11 win for the Rams was still a little bit surprising just because it was a blowout. This game, I wasn't necessarily expecting to be a blowout of all games. Uh, let's move on to the Rams. Let's, see, let's, talk, about, let's talk about their box score. Uh, the Sorry, Matt Stafford would go 13-17 to, 13 to for 202 yards, two touchdowns, and he would have a rushing touchdown. He is getting the line of Detroit off his back, that stench of losing off his back. He's done. He wants to win him a Super Bowl. I'm all with it. I ain't got no problems with that. Cooper Cup, five receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. OBJ would do his thing as well. Uh, Just kind of showing you that it was whose fault? Baker's, because he's a trash court. Oh, 
he's a trash quarterback. That's why I don't like the Browns because of Baker. He's trash. Uh, four receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Von Miller will come up with a sack. And we also got defensive back David Long and also defensive tackle Marquise Copeland coming up with interceptions. Kyler Murray, 19-34. 137 yards, two interceptions. He looked ugly. That college offense looked like he got exposed. That Cliff Kingsbury or Cliff Pillsbury runs, uh, it got exposed. And running back John Carter would get himself a rushing touchdown, but no one really cared. And linebacker Marcus Golden would get a sack, but it didn't really, it didn't really matter, so nobody really cared. Biggest takeaway from the game, Cardinals looked trash. Trash. Hot. Desert. Trash. 183 total yards. Zero of nineteen, a zero of nine. I almost said nineteen. <laughs> Made it look even worse. Zero and nine on third down. Trash. Trash. Didn't know how you how, how did y'all make it to the playoffs. Seven penalties. Well, the bad thing is they did suffer an injury too. I can't remember. I I want to say it was a oh Buddha Baker. Tragic loss to them. I mean, I think he's all right, though. Uh, he took his uh, helmet-to-helmet hit from uh, Rams running back Cam Anchors. So keep him in your prayers because he did, he did take an ugly hit. But overall, the Cardinals, mm-mm. Um, something about this fascination with these offense and just want to score so many points and running so many plays. and Fuck it. It's, it doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. The Rams played solidly defensively, kept y'all to 11 points. That's balance. They scored 34. That's balance. Just saying, you know. Again, this is probably the only other team, like I said, next to the Bengals that did not really need a running game to be effective per se. It's just you know, uh, but it, shit, their quarterback ran for a touchdown. So boom, like fuck it. <laughs> uh, my point is basically made. So. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray seemed to be all out of sorts. They was all up in his face defensively. And uh, he did get chippy. I think uh, uh, Aaron Donald got into it with somebody. I can't remember. Uh, it's, a, it's an offensive lineman, but I can't remember his name from the Cardinals. But he got into it with him. I don't think he got kicked out, though. But, you know, words were exchanged. Motherfuckers pushing each other. You know, oh, I'm the man. I'm the nigga out here. You know, all that shit on the, for the cameras. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I'm going to pick a fight with either one of them big motherfuckers. I'm just saying. But, um... You know, Rams got in that ass. Cardinals, I mean, I don't know what to say. You know, because, again, I really didn't have a winner because I was kind of on the, on the fence about the game anyways. I just wasn't expecting a game like this. Cardinals had no answers. Cardinals had very – but, again, when you play a team two or three, I mean, this is the third time that they played each other. Like, somebody going to know something. Somebody going to be a lot better than the first meeting. So, that's just, that's just my opinion. I mean, um, but uh, – Moving on from that, uh, we're going to talk just at least briefly about these divisional round matchups. And on Saturday, we got the Bengals facing the Titans. I'm hearing that Derrick Henry may be back. Might be a problem for that uh, Cincinnati defense. A running back who can actually score and run the ball. Yeah, that might pose a problem. Um... We'll get in course. We'll get more into the preview of these of these games when we get later into the week. But I think that will probably be the, in my opinion, that will be an intriguing matchup because I think a lot of people, particularly if Henry plays, and we're looking for the Titans to pull that one out. The Bengals might just have enough to get another shocker. 
Um, again, I don't think they make it past. Um, of course, I don't think they would win the AFC Championship game, whether they play the Chiefs or the Bills. But I definitely think they can, you know, get one little more surprising win to go into the offseason with some some good juju, some good momentum. Um, I could see them doing that. Uh, the Titans, I mean, you know what it is. I mean, they've played solid so far, uh, even without having one of their best players. Um, they've had some time off to kind of get healthy, to get right. You know, they, you know, people like to say that that might be a, you know, a detriment to a team. Well, you know, we'll have to wait and see till Saturday. I really can't tell you. I, I don't know how to feel about that sentiment right there. They've always said, I've always heard that sentiment. I think getting your mind right and having some time to get healthy, to have time to, to run through, um, you know, just game film and just plays. I think that's good. Preparation is good. So we'll see if the Titans uh, took a good time to prepare or not. And again, like I said, we'll get deeper into that uh, later on. Uh, we also have the uh, 49ers taking on the Packers. Uh, as far as I'm cons- as far as I know, um, correct me if I'm wrong about this stat, but Aaron Rodgers is zero and three against the 49ers throughout his career, at least in the playoffs. So, um, though that stat right there says a lot, and um, I really don't know. I mean, because this is pretty much the same team he had facing him a few years ago, or at least a couple years ago. I really don't know. Uh, how to say that this might be different. Now, it might not be the exact same players for the Niners, but it's the exact same type of players, same kind of system. So, I mean, in in essence, it's kind of the same team, in my opinion, at least. So, that will be interesting. Again, we'll get to that. And Sunday, we have the Rams and the Buccaneers. Uh, This one, I think I can't make heads or tails of this one either. I mean, I... This this one seems really good on paper, of course, but with the Rams bring defensively, of course, they added Matthew Stafford. They do have some uh, talented offensive players, and the Buccaneers, same kind of thing. Although they are missing some people, uh, if any, you know, again, and whoever. But the thing about it is, whoever comes back over the course of the week, that's just going to be uh, a good added body for them because they do have talent there too. So you know, as the week goes on and people are able to get healthy, they are able to add to those ranks. So. Uh, that will be a, a good matchup as well. And, of course, we have the Bills taking on the Chiefs. In my opinion, this should have been the AFC Championship. But, again, they're giving it to us a little bit early. And, yeah, that's another game I'll have to do some more homework on before I have a a clear, uh, concise opinion on it. Uh, but let's, let's move on. Uh, we're going to wrap this up in just a little bit. We do have some news that I want I want to get into. And, um, and earlier I had mentioned Mike Mayock and, uh, yes, it has appeared, it appears that he has been fired from the Raiders and out of three seasons, the team has decided to part ways. Uh, they conducted their start. Well, while they're conducting their search for a GM, of course, uh, they are, you know, looking for a head coach as well. Uh, just to kind of uh, give you an extra tidbit out there, they did recently meet up with the interim Rich Bashachia. So, I mean, there's a possibility he could be hired full time. Uh, that's definitely what they discussed. So, again, that hasn't been determined yet. But again, they're making those steps within within that uh, process. Now, during the Gruden Mayock era. Uh, everything would end up with a, well, sorry, the Gruden and Mayock era would end up with a 25-24 overall record. 
and just the one playoff appearance, of course, the one that they just had. Now, before being hired by the Raiders, uh, Mayock worked for 15 years as a draft analyst and just overall uh, analyst, on-air analyst for ESPN. And um, this is where things got rocky, and you know, this is kind of what led, I'm, I know what led to the decision today. Now, 16 to 23 players drafted by Mayock and Gruden are still on the team. Before their top picks in 2020 are gone. This includes Henry Ruggs. Of course, he was involved in that DUI that resulted in that tragic passing of, uh, of a young woman. Uh, we have Damon Arnett, who got cut for, of course, showing off guns and talking reckless online. We got Lynn Bowden Jr., who got traded to Miami. And, of course, Tanner Muse, who spent all last season injured. And pretty much when the training camp opened up this season, he got cut. In 2020, uh, 2020 uh, the, the, you know, the previous draft before that, uh, they picked up Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Abram. And the only standout player so far, and I'm going to put quote-unquote standout because, you know, Josh Jacobs, he's had two 1,000-yard seasons. He's gone to the Pro Bowl, but he's he then fell off. I don't think he's the same back. I don't know. Maybe it is the old line, but I ain't, I ain't buying it. Anyway, um, now last year's pick, Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, has struggled in his debut season. He ended up being moved from tackle to guard and becoming the second most penalized offensive lineman in the league. So, obviously, they can't draft. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I'm like, mm, y'all say what you want about Josh Jacobs. Uh, the jury's still out. I know we had a lot of problems on our offensive line. Um, I know a lot of people brought it up in that uh, the playoff game. I definitely do think we can make some adjustments there. Uh, maybe that does make a difference. But, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. He didn't look that great to me this year. <laughs> and in general, a lot of the draft picks haven't really looked good. But for what it's worth, um, Jonathan Abram is a starter. Let's not take that away from him. Cleveland Farrell is a rotational player. So, um, and we also uh, have made some decent picks, uh, such with uh, Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby, who made a Pro Bowl, Hunter Renfro, John Simpson, who's who are both starters. I think Hunter Renfro led our receivers this season, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of, of course, receiving uh, yards. I think catches, too. Uh, we got Trayvon Morick, another starter, and Nate Hobbs. I believe he made a pro ball as well, but he's definitely a starter. So we picked some good players. We picked some bad players. I don't think Mayock, Mayock was necessarily the problem. Um, I think it was more so Gruden. Um and racist or homophobic comments aside, I think the game kind of passed him by, uh, particularly within that second season. Uh, it was hard for me to really admit it, but he just he just seemed to not really grasp it. And um, it showed up in, in drafting in certain, because of course, uh, in the end, um, despite them having like a somewhat of a partnership, uh, Rutten had the final say, and you know, with in the in the, in the article I read, and they broke it down as far as to say as Rutten had as much as fifty one percent control. So that's pretty much, you know, that's that's that one little bit, you know, to say yeah, I, this is my call. So I think at the end of the day, a lot of these picks, they might have come come to an agreement on some of them, 
But at the end of the day, I definitely think these were Gruden's picks at the end of the day. Um, just with some of the, the names here. Um, and when I, because when I, I really was excited about bringing uh, Mike Mayock in because I actually listened to a lot of his draft analysis and um, back through the years. And I, I've always thought he was on point, uh, even more so than I think it was Mel Kuyper and McShay. And so I'm very surprised that, um, you know, it really didn't work out here. But when I really think about it and I hear, you know, that Gruden this time around had the ultimate say in those things, I say, yeah, these are these are all his picks. I, 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 I can no I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, they might have agreed on some of these players. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, um, you know, Mayock has some great, you know, things to add about some of these players and great intel to add. But I, I just don't see him picking. I don't see Mayock on his own picking Henry Ruggs over a field of Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, I don't see him picking up uh, Tanner Muse on his own or Lynn Bowden Jr. for that matter or Damon Arnett when there's a Jeff Okuda. I think they were in the same draft. I think Jeff Okuda, despite being injured, and having those issues, I think he was a better defensive back. Just being honest with you, out of college. Um, Josh Jacobs again is—he's up in the air for me. Um, I know he had a lot of things to say about Cleveland Farrell, I know, but I think that's just because positive things. And I'm talking about Mayock now again, but I think that's because, of course, he's you know in that organization. I, again, without John Gruden, I don't—I don't see him picking up somebody like Cleveland Farrell on his own. Um, I think you could put him in a different situation where he has that call or where, you know, he has a significant voice as well, more significant voice than what he's had in terms of roster and personnel. I think you would see a different uh, situation. And that's and that's my honest opinion there. Um, you know, I I don't see him. I don't see Mike Mayock on his own drafting Alex, Alex Leatherwood. So that's my opinion. Uh, one more little bit of news here. It's more so, like I said, like one of those rumors, those trade rumors going around. Apparently, uh, one of the primary suitors for the uh, for Derek Carr's services because he's up for a contract extension. Now, of course, this is if the Raiders don't want to, you know, re-sign him. Apparently, Indianapolis is in the market for him, and they're willing to trade Carson Wentz. The Raiders better not ever make that stupid ass to trade. I'm telling y'all right now, if the Raiders make that stupid ass trade, I'm going to become a Jets fan overnight. Okay, that's too far, but still, that's a dumb move. I wouldn't, I mean, again, I understand people might say, well, he didn't look that great in that playoff game, but I think there's a lot of holes altogether in that offense. We're lacking a number one, a number one receiver. We're lacking some elements on the offensive line. Um, there's some things that we can improve. I, th- I think we can still improve our running back. <laughs> I know a lot of people going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to keep banging that drum. I don't care. I'm willing to down that hill. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we can improve offensively. Um, and of course it starts with a head coach. So I, I don't see us. And on top of that, we don't even have a GM right now. So I don't even think, you know, a trade really happens unless, you know, um, Indy just comes through with the most enticing offer, but I don't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want Carson Wentz to come with it. 
I'd take two for I'd take a first round maybe pick. You can say what you want, but he's a first round you know, Derek Carr was a first round quarterback. So, I mean I maybe a second round maybe a second round. I wouldn't go lower than a second. If I were to think about, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I wouldn't want Carson Wentz and can, I, bring me Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I don't care. You got to give me Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I would not do that. I wouldn't trade Derek Carr for not a Carson Wentz. If he's involved, I wouldn't do it. Because Carson Wentz is trash to me, and he's also injury prone. He's not that good of a quarterback. We've seen that. We've seen enough of him to know this. He, and he couldn't even stay around for his team's Super Bowl, Super Bowl run. His his team's one and only Super Bowl run so far. So, well, his former team. So, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him touching Vegas soil. Don't ever make that happen, Al Davis. You ain't even got a GM yet. Don't even think about nothing that's stupid. Don't let that bowl cut get to you. That bowl cut makes him look like. He, he and he's a redhead. He reminds me of a parasect. And <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real with you, but um, I hope the Raiders don't make that dumbass move. Anyway, y'all, I'm gonna call it a wrap for tonight. I'm gonna be leaving my links available for you guys. Um, of course, um, I'm working on a few things for YouTube. Of course, the history of Oregon football. Uh, I know I keep mentioning it, but you know it takes a it's a process, and um, eventually I'm gonna have it out. I don't want to say this weekend. I have some things going on, some surprises for me. Hopefully, I can work some things out and get some things uh, going for me in one department of my life. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that. Um, and um, I, as far as the, I'm sorry, as far as the podcast is concerned, I will be back. Like I said, at least in a couple more days, just to kind of go over more in depth what I expect to happen or what I'm, what I. Th- think might happen in these playoff uh, matchups uh, in the NFL. also want to get through some college basketball. I know it's been a minute. I want to go through the top 25. There's been a lot of changes there. I've been looking at a lot of basketball lately, so we're going to talk about the NBA on top of that. Uh, just a lot of things, like I said, to kind of just get back um, on top of for you guys and just kind of uh, get current and not even, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, who, you know, the fans, you know, the people that I, the people that are listening that are fans of, the, you know, of the NCAA and the NBA. I know y'all on top of it and y'all know what's going on. But of course, I want to add my little perspective for you guys. So I want to be up to date on everything and it's taking a second, but um, I'm going to make it work and we'll get, uh, I plan to kind of get as current um, as I want to be this week. So we'll put out a few episodes and, you know, again, like I said, finish off that video for YouTube for you guys. And um, again, I'm just going to be busy. Uh, hopefully, I like my fingers are crossed. Hopefully, I can get this gift for myself that I've been working on for a long time. And uh, yeah, for all those that's been kind of rooting for me and doing all that, thank you. And uh, like I said, hopefully, we can pull these things off, and my life will be easier <laughs> for the time being. All right, y'all. So uh, I, if I will be leaving, like I said, I will be leaving my links available for you guys. Again, it's gonna be a busy week for me. Uh, but anybody, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out, one love, and of course, I'm gonna highlight you guys later.